You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 229. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing, and you should too. Well, hello everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I'm a fiduciary, a fee-only certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor, and it is great to be with you today. And today's episode is all about healthy habits for your body and your money. But before we get to the topic of the day, speaking of healthy habits, I don't know about you, but I couldn't be more of a roller coaster ride. Now, I am doing episode number 229 today. I've been at this podcasting bit since 2015. So if you've been sticking with me for a number of years, you know that come January, Scott Wellens is on it, baby. He is ready to go. He is counting his calories. He is working out four or five days a week, and he is being a good guy, losing a lot of weight in January, in February, even going into March. And then something happens when springtime comes around. I don't know what. I don't know if it's the warm weather in Wisconsin, but I completely shift in the other direction. I don't want to work out anymore. I don't want to eat healthy anymore. And then what happens? Come August, I'm back where I started. And then I have two choices. I can either roll through the next four, five months and say, I'll pick it back up in January, or I can put my foot down like I did this week and say, I got to get back on something again. Because I don't think this is good for my health, this roller coaster ride of eating right, working out right, and taking a break and going back at it again. I need some consistency in my life. What about you? How are you doing with your healthy habits in 2023? Let's get to the topic of the day. All right. Healthy habits for both your body and your money. So, I was inspired by an article that I read by David Booth titled, Practicing Healthy Habits, Pursuing Wealthy Outcomes. And as you know, I follow David Booth. I think that he's a great writer. He's one of the pioneers in finance. He has started the very first small cap index fund back in 1981, and his company, Dimensional, has grown exponentially since then. One of the top mutual fund companies in the United States. Now, this is not an advertisement for dimensional funds, but it is an advertisement for David Booth. He's one smart cookie. In fact, if you go to the University of Chicago, you will find that it is the Booth School of Business. That's where he started out doing his research a long, long time again with 
some of the smartest minds in finance. So his article, of course, I read each one that he comes out with. And this one was about practicing healthy habits. And of course, from my intro, ding, 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 I knew that I needed to pay some special interest. And he starts this article about how investing in health can be the two most important things in life. Now, of course, it's not everything. Your family is extremely important. Your relationships are. And I talk about building the cornerstones in your life. And we talk about your career. But we do talk about your health. We do talk about your money. And so those two are very, very important things in your life. But at the same time, sometimes they can be the most confusing in your life as well. Why? Because there's so much data and advice, so many articles. And unfortunately, they don't often agree. My daughter, Grace, who is 15 years old and stands over six feet tall, you can imagine there's been a lot of growing in her life and her knees hurt often. She's an athlete. And sometimes there are different spots in the knee. And you, you know the knee can be really fragile. She's been to physical therapy. But of course, what do I do each time she says, Dad, my knees are hurting again? I tell her to point where, and then I start doing the Google searches to figure out what is going on now. And of course, I get all kinds of opinions and all kinds of articles. So I know exactly what David Booth is talking about in this article when it comes to healthy habits or health in general, it can be so confusing. And in this article, David Booth had just read a book. One of the best-selling books of the year is by physician Peter, I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but Atia. And the book is called Outlive, The Science and Art of Longevity. And it looks at recent scientific research on aging to explore strategies for not only living longer, but also living healthier. And in this article, David was struck by the parallels between how he talks about health and how we, he and I, think about investing. So I wanted to do a podcast about this because if we can come to an agreement in a very confusing world of the topics of health and wealth, if we can just take out three main points and live by those, maybe we can live a super healthy and wealthy life. So three of the main observations that David Booth pulled out of Peter's book were this, first in the area of health. There's no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to health. We can't just come up with one set of rules for everybody because everybody's body is different. Some people need to lose more weight than others. Some people need to gain weight. Some people need to exercise their heart more, more cardiovascular. Some people need to build more muscle because they're fragile. Some people need to take certain vitamins because they're deficient in other things. And the list goes on and on and on. There is no one-size-fits-all solution when it comes to healthy habits. So we can't just Google an article about what's the best way to stay healthy and think that that's the right situation for me. Let's parallel that to investing. There's no 
one size fits all solution. Every investor has different goals and different risk tolerances. My goals for my retirement are different than your goals. Some people want a cabin up north. Some people want a condo in Florida. Some people don't want a second house. And by the way, I did a podcast this past during this past month about the pros and cons of owning a second home. So go to bestandwealth.com and check it out. Some people want to buy a boat. Some people want to buy a new car every two years, luxury cars. Some people don't want any of that. Some people go into retirement with debt. There is no one size fits all with your goals. There's also no one size fits all with your risk tolerance. Everybody possesses a different risk tolerance when it comes to their investing. And I believe that the best investment plan is the one a person can stick with. So if I have a high risk tolerance, I might be able to take more risk in my investments to potentially have a better outcome. But somebody else, if they're going to use the investments that I am, the risk tolerance that I possess, but they actually possess a lower risk tolerance, they are not going to be able to stick with their investments and they will destroy their retirement. There is no one size fits all when it comes to being healthy and when it comes to being wealthy. Observation number two that David picked out in Peter's book is simply this. There are no quick fixes. When it comes to your health, there's no special pill. You might hear on the radio that if you take this pill, if you take this injection, then all will go away. All of your woes, all of your injuries, all of your weight, and you will be this healthy person and it's going to happen to you overnight. When I'm scrolling my Facebook feed, I see all kinds of exercise programs getting a washboard in two weeks. Think about that for a second. My belly, a washboard in two weeks, it ain't going to happen. It doesn't matter how many planks I do and how little I eat in the next two weeks. This guy right here talking to you is not going to have a six pack. In fact, there are people that will never have a six-pack, no matter what, because their body just doesn't allow it. There's other people that don't do much at all, and they got a six-pack well into their life. I know, it's not fair, but I'm one of those that has never possessed one. So listen, I'm in the same boat if you can't either. There's no quick fixes. When it comes to being healthy, if you go to the doctor and you got a bad heart It's not like you can stop eating whatever today and you're going to reverse everything. There's no quick fixes on being healthy, period. And don't I know that? But guess what? When it comes to being wealthy, there are no quick fixes. And David points out there's two main reasons for this. First, although the U.S. stock market on average, has returned about 10% per year, okay? The average return in the U.S. stock market is just over 10% per year. That's good news because it means your money can double every seven years. How great is that? However, rarely 
do we land on 10% in any given year? Usually it's much higher or it's much lower. I've done a whole podcast on this. I can't remember when since we're in episode 229, but I do remember this. Out of the last 100 years, even though the average in the U.S. stock market returns 10% per year, if you want to know the answer to how many times has it even come close, like within 20% of 10%, how many times has the stock market ended the year between up 8% and up 12%? Only six times. That is it, my friends. Rarely do we see anything close to 10% in a given year. Usually, it's much higher and it's much lower. There's no quick fixes. You can't put all your money in the stock market this year and expect 10%. Is that the expected return in the U.S. stock market? Yes. We expect it to happen, but we also know there's a range of outcomes that are very high and very low. And in order to get that 10%, we need to stick with it. Second, to take advantage of the miracle of compounding, an investor needs time. Just what I said, we got to stick with it. Good investing, just like good health, requires long-term discipline and commitment. Whoa, when I read that, it hit home. Just like I talked about at the beginning of my podcast. I am not good with my discipline and commitment when it comes to my health. That is a flaw of mine. Luckily, I am very disciplined and very committed to being wealthy, and I'm very good at my discipline and my commitment. In fact, I'm so good that I stay positive and committed when some of my clients can't to push them forward because I know that long-term discipline and commitment are the keys to being wealthy even though we see articles and Facebook feeds day in and day out that say that's not how you build wealth. And normally, it's because somebody in some company is trying to scare you in order to buy some high commission, high priced annuity or insurance product instead of staying committed, instead of staying disciplined. Good investing and good health requires long-term discipline and commitment. Let that sink in. And the third observation that David made while reading Peter's book is this. It's better to prevent problems than find yourself in a position of having to fix them. What do we mean by that? Well, in your health, it's better to not be Scott Wellens and exercise a few months out of the year. Or if you're even worse than that, not exercising at all. It's better to prevent the problems than find yourself in a position of having to fix them. Same with your eating habits. Are we eating good every day or at least most days? Or are we eating junky most days? Because what David and Peter mean by this number three, better to prevent problems, is it's better to start being healthy now with our eating and our exercising than going to the doctor and the doctor saying, you have high cholesterol, your heart is weak, and then you start eating healthy. You wait for the bad thing to happen and then start being healthy. 
That's the opposite of what you should do. Let's stay healthy now so we don't have to go to the doctor later and the doctor tell us that we have a bad heart or fill in the blank. We have a bad whatever. Your liver's bad because you're drinking too much. And don't get me wrong. I know a lot of this is hereditary, but you get what I'm saying. Let's prevent the problems. Let's be healthy now. Let's turn the tables and apply this to investing. It's better to prevent problems than find yourself in a position to having to fix them. You see, you and I can be proactive about how we approach investing by making peace with uncertainty, building smart portfolios, and developing a plan that accounts for a wide range of outcomes. Simply put, let's start our retirement planning now. Let's not wait until we're 60 years old wanting to retire next year. And your financial planner then has to say, well, you know, really, you're going to have to work longer. But if you would have saved a little bit more, tax planned a little bit better, had the proper insurance in place a little bit earlier, if you would have been preventing problems early, you would have been in a position to retire. Instead, you're in a position of having to fix being wealthy. And normally having to fix something means doing something like working longer than you would like. So when it comes to your investing, do you have an investment policy statement? That's being proactive. That's preventing problems. That means we're not going to be willy-nilly with our investments. It allows us to stay disciplined and committed. Do you know where your risk tolerance is? Do you know what your smart portfolio is? Do you have peace with uncertainty? Because we know the markets are uncertain. That is a fact of life. Did you develop a retirement plan and an investment plan that fits you? Are you working on your tax planning every year? Since we know a dollar we save in taxes is an extra dollar for your retirement. And if we can save a couple of thousand every year, now you have a couple of thousand towards your retirement. And now we're compounding this. That's being proactive with your money. So what do you say, family steward? What do you think about... The Big Three that David Booth picked out of Peter's book so we can practice healthy habits and pursue wealthy options. Let's remember three things. There is no one-size-fits-all solution to your health and your wealth. There are no quick fixes to your health or your wealth. You are not going to get rich overnight. A couple of us do. 99.9% of us don't. It's better to prevent problems than find yourself in a position to fix them. If we can live by those three, and I'm talking to me too, family steward, I am talking to me too when it comes to my health, I have some work to do. And my job as a financial advisor though, is to have a role where I can be a translator If we go back to the beginning of the podcast where it can be so difficult on what's the best investment solution, what's the best best healthy habit solution, I translate this for my clients. I make sure they have their 
financial situation that fits for them. And I hope that you have the same thing because if you don't, it's going to be incredibly hard to make decisions in the future. Make decisions on how to best invest your portfolio. That's one thing. But those best decisions on taking that money out of your portfolio when you're in retirement by finding the right solution so that you can save every tax dollar, that you can sell high, that you can buy low, all those things that you're doing right now as you are investing, makes it just gets incredibly harder as you're about to retire and you are in retirement. Are you doing your proper tax planning, your proper insurance planning, and are you building those healthy habits that you need to in both eating and exercise so we as family stewards can live our best life? That's all the time I have. I hope everybody has a great, great week, and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance with compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax to the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for information purposes only. It's not constant, not financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.